0: I cannot play with him, cannot win with him, cannot coach with him, can't do it. Yeah, come on. Dropping stats
1: over beat. It's the fantasy freestyle. Always coming with the heat. Yo, it's the fantasy freestyle. We got strong takes and tips. It's the fantasy freestyle. You win championships at the fantasy freestyle. Dropping stats over beats. It's the fantasy freestyle. Always coming with the heat. It's the fantasy freestyle. You got strong takes and tips. At the fantasy freestyle. You win championships Yo, with that fantasy, fantasy freestyle.
0: freestyle. <laughs>
1: You know what it is, dropping stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle. Rocks and Speeds in the place to be here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yo, after that turkey, after that stuff, are we ready for the home stretch of football? It's playoff time, Rocks. Say what's up to the people.
0: Yo, it's your boy, Rocks One. Young fistful of rings coming back from the tropics. These rings have tan rings. It's going to be a couple of weeks, and you will know whether or not you won your league championship. But this is the last week for most teams of the regular season. And that means it's time for us to give you what you need to win your league and and win that catch. Yo, Rocks,
1: where you want to start off, man, I think the biggest absolute injury that we got to tell people about and talk about is this Rob Gronkowski. Right. I mean, like he's probably leading teams to the fantasy playoffs, leading the Patriots to the real playoffs. And he's going to be gone unless the Patriots make the Super Bowl. His year is done.
0: Yes. That and that's And that's terrible for a player who struggled to stay healthy this year but completely dominated when he has been healthy on a Patriots team that really looked like they were just going to kind of coast most likely to the Super Bowl. Obviously, the Patriots themselves are the biggest losers here, but if you had Gronkowski, it's got to be crushing for you. And honestly, to a lesser extent, if you were relying upon Tom Brady, yeah. that is knocking him down. That's, that's cutting his listen, upside off, you know?
1: Absolutely. Not only is he cutting his upside off, but if you listen to Speeds this spitting statistician on shot callers on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you would know that I think Tom Brady and the Patriots era is done. I think they do not make it to the Super Bowl this year, especially with this Gronk news. I think one of these edge rushers in the AFC in a playoff game is going to do damage against Tom Brady and thus the dynasty. You see him gimpy on this knee. It is something that we have not seen. This guy is 39 years old. Remember, he was not throwing the ball deep anyway. All the Patriots' production goes to
0: tight ends and running backs. Why? Because he's not going outside. And speaking of that, I do think the biggest beneficiaries of the Gronk injury, you know, outside of Bennett, which is pretty obvious, are Edelman, who's already been a target hog the last four or five weeks. I think. He's a target hog. He's getting a bump right back up he's into such that, a target that wide receiver two, the real gritty, the gritty wide receiver yeah, two we know about those. And, and I would also say that now, just on the strength of volume in PPR leagues, he's back in that wide receiver one conversation on a week-to-week basis. And also, perfect time for Deion Lewis sure. Just as like he that. is I like beginning that. To overtake James White As the primary passing Down sure. back uh, You know he's going to be Getting he's going to be soaking up He's get Those looks. targets As absolutely. you said I also do think though It's going to be interesting To see what they do Down the field With uh, with Chris Hogan And the rookie Malcolm Mitchell they got say He's Malcolm coming Mitchell. on late um, You know what
1: I actually Could see them going to Is having James White And Deion Lewis On the field At the same time You know they were Talking about These two tight end sets What about uh, Bella flipping it, going two wide outsets. I think in PPR leagues, both Dion Lewis and James White may carry value moving forward. That's a strong quote. What I will say is that you definitely
0: know that if anyone can make it work, it's going to be Bill Belichick.
1: Yeah, I want to move on to another big injury that I want to highlight real quickly. You know, we talk about different things. You know, on the Fantasy Freestyle, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, even our old school listeners, you know that Speeds has always been talking about the cornerbacks, okay? And there is a big cornerback injury that I want to talk about. Desmond Trufant is out for the rest of the year. Pectoral muscle, okay? And that means... That's in these, his chest, right? It sure is, and that means these wide receivers that are going up against the Atlanta Falcons moving forward, they get an interesting matchup. It's not like the Falcons' defense was anything to write home against in the first place. Now, when you have wide receivers going into that dome in December and without that number one cornerback, the first team that does it this week is the Kansas City Chiefs, a returning Jeremy Macklin. I think this week, Tyree Kill might actually be a little bit of a fugazi when you chase the points, Rocks. That's when
0: the points start
1: running. But think about it. As we go on in the end of the season, watch
0: wide receivers against Atlanta getting a boost from what was the norm so far with True Font out. Yo, and speaking of Font, you know, which is obviously going to be impacting those of you who play IDP, you know, that's not what we're focused on here at the Fantasy Freestyle. But there are some guys, whether through injury or potentially through opportunity, that can really prove to be difference makers from now through the end of your season. Yo, Ross, who you like in that kind of
1: situation, yo? Because i got to tell them about my back half of the roster after that.
0: Yeah, I would just say, this is this is me looking for lottery tickets, looking to say, i got to shore up some things if I'm an owner, and if I'm not an owner, I'm going to speculate on a player that I may actually start as a playoff caliber team. Uh, the first one is for me, Andre Ellington. Okay. He's only owned in 3% of leagues. He is clearly the back to own if David Johnson goes down. And you've seen how much Carson Palmer has come to rely on David Johnson, who is an incredible receiving back out of the backfield. Ellington, however, that's something that he excels in. Operating in space and honestly also running against the soft fronts you're going to see on third and 22 when your quarterback is constantly getting sacked and putting the teams in terrible positions. I think the running back position in Arizona will carry value even with a backup and if I could grab Andre Ellington I would certainly do it right now as a David Johnson owner and as a speculative player who maybe is a little weak in their RB2 or flex he's someone who could truly make difference down the stretch more so than whatever sort of wide receiver six you're carrying for no reason yo I understand that Rox and check this out many times on the Fantasy
1: Freestyle what we do is we don't just give you a fish we teach you how to fish this is going to be one of those situations right here where you need to listen to Speeds the and Fitness Statistician um, at this point of the season, okay, what Rox is talking about with your wide receiver six, with your RB four, it does not matter who those players are. If you are a playoff team, those people are not going to start for you. What you need to do, like Rox just said, with a guy like Andre Ellington, this way, if something happens, you have prime opportunity. That's the best you're going to do in this, in this point of the season. And to be quite honest, I think you need to do that by stacking, you know, guys you have and making sure you handcuff your studs. Here's the perfect example. Rox mentioned uh, Ellington before. Do you believe, can you believe this, Rox? Rox, who would you say is the best offensive line in the National Football
0: League? I would say it's pretty clear I think, and also a consensus, that is the Dallas Cowboys offensive line.
1: Yo, and check it out. We know Zeke Elliott has been absolutely ridiculous leading the NFL in rushing, right? But, um, Alfred Morris is 12% owned. If Ezekiel Elliott is owned in 100% of leagues, Alfred Morris should be owned in 100% of leagues. Tim Hightower owned in 40% of leagues. Mike Gillisley, owned in 15% of leagues. If you own these stud backs, if you own DeMarco Murray, if you own LaShawn McCoy, you must own these backups. And here's another situation. One more I'll give you, Rods. This is a situation where there has just been a very interesting piece of role clarity, and that is the Oakland Raiders. I've been talking all year long. How Latavius Murray's in his committee, blah blah blah. Latavius Murray has taken over and is the man. He is no longer only touchdown dependent. However, what also happened recently, DeAndre Washington,
0: healthy scratch. Yep, that, that's okay. A Jaylen, exactly Jalen time. That
1: means Jalen Richard is the back to own in this scenario. Okay, you can get him in a lot of leads. I like that. I like the same thing. This is this is the way you need to think to make sure that when you
0: can have your best possible lineup out there in the playoffs. And I would just say right along those same lines... If we forget the future, we are doomed to repeat it. D'Angelo Williams, I understand he was, he was injured for a Absolutely. while. He is only owned in 22% Are you of kidding it. me? He is healthy again. Did, for you for not, did you not see this movie last year? Are you kidding Le'Veon me? Le'Veon Bell, any running back, particularly one with a large workload, susceptible to injury, he's also not shown the best he's judgment. He's susceptible to smoking blunts, too. I, I would say, I mean, again, 22% owned. And this is also not a complete lottery ticket. This is someone you know who will produce as a high-end RB1 whenever he's given an opportunity to start. There's no excuse to see that guy on the wire. There is no reason right now that you should
1: have Terrence West, Isaiah Crowell, if these guys are on your bench. They are not going to start in that playoff week. You know who might? Derrick Henry, okay? What happens if uh, DeMarco Murray, already battling a toe injury, can't go in week 15, and then you have have Derrick Henry as opposed to having you know, uh, Isaiah Crowell or McKinnon you know, or someone like that who is not going to be your starter in the playoffs when you need it. This is Speed's
0: hair telling you
1: what you need to do to win your league and win
0: that cash. Speaking of that, I'm going to give you one more and this is again, this is a mantra of us here on the Fantasy Freestyle is to know your settings. If you're sitting there with an IR spot and you're in the one of 50% of leagues Where Adrian Peterson is unowned are you And you're just wasting an IR spot Adrian Peterson's speed's owned Only in 48% of Yahoo wow, leagues that's crazy. He's out there on IR A lot of leagues do have sure. that spot It's a free sure. bench spot Who has more upside back. Who has more upside That you have on your IR Than Adrian Peterson Nobody I would say one other guy That IR Shane Vereen Which out is Shane Vereen Practicing again if On he... that IR t- And he's been
1: designated the return To return already
0: that pass-catching
1: role again, watch that. That could be a very interesting weapon in PPR leagues down the stretch as well. But, yo, know, check it out, Rocks. On a football tip, if people have been listening to the Fantasy Freestyle, they know that we do that Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders riff-raff, and we have a deal. The Major League Baseball Players Association, right, have agreed to, uh, you know, we're not going to have a work stoppage, which is great after that, you know, 100-something and something year World Series curse lifted and whatnot. It's great to see That and there's a couple of issues in this new collective bargaining agreement that maybe we should break down for the people, for the listeners here on Fantasy Freestyle, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, to me, it's interesting that baseball has gone now, I believe it is, uh, 20 since before our work stoppage, since 94, so 22 years, which is it's an incredible amount of time. Labor piece, it's also again, it's also interesting to see how you know, at least when you're generating hundreds of millions of dollars. The game is wrong. Maybe a rising tide. Can, can, can lift all balls. Uh, what I will say is that uh, one of the things that we've talked about in, you know, in the grand scheme of things, and the minutiae of it all, uh, it, it, it's a pretty minor thing. But I would say that uh, I was really interested that the all-star game now is no longer going to determine home field advantage in the World Series. That is a good thing. But Rocks, what's it going to be? Yeah, this time it counts. This time it counts. Uh, No, I think what should actually count is the regular season games that count. And uh, it's going to be the team with the best record going head-to-head in the World Series that's going to... Check it out though advantage. Check it out I, I think that that's not an insignificant thing, though. Honestly, the AL won this. Uh, the this stupid system was only in place since 2003, and during that during that time, the AL won 11 of 14 All Star games. You know, so that gave them a, a, a big advantage. They had home field advantage eight more times, and the team with home field advantage went nine and five in the World Series. And that's that's, that's obviously that's not statistically valid, but yo, anecdotally, anecdotally, size. yo, that is all the evidence I need. That that's stupid. But, yo, but check this out, yo, rocks.
1: If uh, people are listening to Fantasy Freestyle, they remember when we were doing that baseball. We were big in the All Star Game, talking about that skills yes, competition, yes, mate. So check this out. Let's say home field advantage is not based on who wins the All Star Game, right? But you know, like let's say. A home run hitter, like Chris Bryant versus Mike Napoli, straight up home run derby. Whoever wins that gets home field in the World Series this year. They each like call their best dude out that can hit the home run, that can make the throw, that can run the base, that can throw the fast. It's, it's an interesting yeah. concept. and it's it skills competition. Well, I, think, right? I think you
0: would really see like good teams uh, who have a, a legitimate shot at the World Series like acquiring the likes of guys like Billy yeah. Hamilton or and Rashad Davis both. <laughs> before but you have to you'd have to do that before. Early, before the, the trading early. deadline, yeah, no, you'd be like, I mean, we're in
1: position to win we need Billy Hamilton just so we can get home field advantage in the World Series it's certainly
0: it's certainly interesting Uh, speeds I'll tell you the first uh, real quick before we before we move on and pay some bills the first uh, the first bet that I actually ever made in Vegas was on
1: the home run derby really yeah that's crazy I I hope you picked
0: uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, you know, I was not out in Vegas as a, as a, as a youth. It was it was, it was, it was a bet on, uh, I think it was Stanton. and I was, No, that didn't win. It, it, no, it didn't win at all. That didn't win. And, and, uh, and then Let's I, check it
1: out. One more thing from this uh, new collection bargaining agreement.
0: I, I don't know if you saw this,
1: Rox. That's why we do a fantasy freestyle drop at Stats Over Beats. There's a change to the disabled list. Now, again, it can be abled? No, no, no. They're taking it. I'm serious. They're taking it down from a 15-day DL to a 10-day DL. Okay. What do you think about okay. that, Rox? That's I, back some fantasy lineups, yo, you can hold on to somebody a little bit longer. Think about it. Sometimes they delay putting the guy on and it's retroactive. I think it might reduce some of that. that it's not such a big I'm thing real, anymore. But when I feel about that 10-day well, DL.
0: I'm just going way beyond that. I don't even really, you know, I I think it's, it's a good thing. It, it allows for more flexibility. What I will say, though, is that it'll be really interesting. You'll see how many guys wind up with the minimum stint. You know, I think that'll that'll really get to a point where having a potentially impact player on the Disabled is and obviously unable to participate and help your team. How do you weigh that against rocks roster flexibility when you see that five-day difference? To me, that's going to be the most interesting. They do also have the concussion DL, which I is was seven. Like that? that's and is that still? I don't know. I don't know about that. Team?
1: We'll see. But obviously, rocks and
0: speeds both
1: Yankee fans. So the fact that we move north of 189 million, right about the good time, or we got some other people coming off the books. It could be a very interesting future for the Yankees. When they're about to start to be able to throw that money around. Yo, and
0: Glimmer Torres just my man just won MVP, A- of, the A- MVP. MVP of the AFL. The At A- only nineteen, A- yo, luxury, luxury tax yeah, change, man. no international draft. The sky's the limit. Don't take this away from me.
1: <laughs> yo, check it out. When we come back, rocks and Speeds, we're gonna be doing everything we can to tell you everything you need in week 13 who to sit who to start who to fade who's that good dfs value we're gonna give you our spotlight games and then a little bit later on we're gonna get into our flagship segments our game flow geniuses diamond in the rough and who
0: gazes
1: forget about it yo this is rocks the speeds fantasy freestyle fantasy sports radio network i want winners i want people that want to win
0: rather play with 10 people and just get penalized all the way
1: until we got to do something else rather than play with 11 when I know that right now that person is not sold out to be a part of this team. Ha ha, you already know. Rocks and Speeds in the building. We're dropping stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yo, week 13 is a very important week. So Rocks and Speeds are here to hold you down with a couple of spotlight games that we're going to give you an interesting take on so you know who to sit, who to start, who to be uh, really focused on in this very, very critical week. The first game we're going to go into is the Kansas City Chiefs. They are traveling to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. The Falcons are... We'll be right back. They're definitely in the NFC South. They are. They are. That is true. They are also three and a half point favorites against the Chiefs in this game. Yo, rocks on the Kansas City side of things, uh, Jeremy Macklin may be coming back. How would you think that would impact the Kansas City Chiefs on this one?
0: Uh, you know, I mean, I, I think that Alex Smith really hasn't been that great lately. I think also, though, the Atlanta defense has been a get-right defense for passing games. You know, I, th- I think, as you said, uh, Desmond Trufont is out so yep, that's yep, obviously yep. going to free some things up I think mean, the biggest real the, the biggest thing that you're going to see is Kelsey who is 200 yard games in a row he's never really been a guy to string together those consistent games how does he factor in with that Tyree kill which I know you want to talk about and uh, and Jeremy Macklin who's coming back but who knows how healthy he's going to be or whether he's going to be a decoy against some of those second string cornerbacks for sure for sure, for sure. Um, I think this is a very interesting game. On one side, you have
1: strength on strength, and on one side, you have weakness on weakness, right? Like This Atlanta offense, number one in the NFL, uh, scoring 32 points a game, right? But that Kansas City Chiefs defense has been strong with the return of Tanbah Haley and Justin Houston. Now, on the other side of things, this Atlanta defense, as we've been talking about, is nothing to write home about, but this Kansas City Chiefs offense is not going to really press the issue much at all. So, like, would they be able to take some shots? Will they try to extend the field? You know, Tyreek Hill has the ability to go over the top, or they can try to create some things for him, but I don't know. I think what's going to wind up happening here is the Kansas City uh, defense is going to do a decent job limiting the Falcons, and this is going to be a lower-scoring game than most people would say. Interesting, though, on the uh, Atlanta side of things, I know Tyler Gabriel is someone Yo. that you shouted out, and do you think he popped off? Do uh, you think he's going to be able to continue being an option for Matty Ryan in that passing game?
0: Well, what I will say, building right off the segment that, that, we, that we finished up right before break, is that I do think that he is one of those guys that has the potential... To be a lottery ticket that pays off. Obviously, the production is unsustainable based on the touches. He's averaging like four or five or six touches over the last three weeks, and, and like a touchdown every two touches. Like that's obviously unsustainable. However, you know, if they said that uh, Christian Michael looked like he was shot out of a cannon, Tyler Gabriel looks like he was launched from a uh, from, from a from a from a from a, from a scud missile from a ship in the middle of the ocean, and a naval carrier. Like my man looks crazy. I told you last week at the bar, you were like. Yo, how long was a touchdown? I was like, I, I don't know, but he was running much faster than you normally see a guy. And they going have that those next
1: gen stats now. He was running 19, 20 miles an hour. They got computer chips in your
0: shoulder pads. Those are those next gen stats. Yo, and, and Tyler Gabriel, again, whether he does it this week or not, I think you know Mohamed Sun was not proven to be a credible number two option. They've never really replaced Roddy White and uh, and and, uh, and Tony Gonzalez in that offense. So I, I think Tyler Gabriel could be a big play threat. I also really think that uh, your boy Tevin Coleman, not, Ke- not Tevin Campbell, is going to be big in this game. He apparently has got a little pep in his step.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, as he comes back from that uh, hamstring injury, getting more and more opportunity now that he's feeling better with his legs under him after that first game. Next game we want to go to, the Denver Broncos. They will travel to the 2-9 Jacksonville Jaguars. Interestingly enough, uh, the Jaguars have won three of the last four against the Broncos and I'm gonna tell you this Yo This is Speed spin, Statistician Calling his shot Like I do on Shot callers Every Monday Wednesday and Friday From 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern time On the Fantasy Sports Radio Network This game Is my week 13 Trap game I said it before And I'll say it again Remember early in the season When uh, the Seahawks And Cardinals Played five quarters To a tie And it was a tough Divisional matchup And then I faded Both of those teams The next week Yeah. The Denver Broncos Are in the same exact Situation this week They play what amounts to a five-quarter game That was a tough, physical game Against the Kansas City Chiefs They are now traveling west to east To play the Jacksonville Jaguars On a one o'clock game Trevor Simeon, their quarterback Missing practice Mr. this week I'm telling you in the They book. were talking about If you saw their last game the Denver Broncos They were also um, talking a lot of smack About how Devontae Booker Has not been breaking tackles Sure you have the wide receivers on the outside Call it a hunch from speeds The spitting statistician But i I don't like a lot of things lining up. I think this is a trap game uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And in that game, For this to come true, because I trust in the Denver defense, I think your basement-bottom defensive play at only $4,000, the Jacksonville Jaguars defense, is someone that you can actually roll out there this week at the very bottom, the lowest possible value. I'm telling you, Simeon may not play. This team is banged up after a five-quarter game. Their backfield is nothing to write home about. The Jaguars defense has actually been decent that's my trap game pick for you in week 13 and it comes from this game rocks. i know you might see it differently but let me know what you feel
0: yeah, no, nah, I mean, I, I honestly think that uh, I think you're right that the offense may sputter, particularly if young Paxton Lynch uh, with all that swagger uh, starts this week, which is looking increasingly likely. You don't mm-hmm. want your quarterback wearing Tims on Thursday. Mm-hmm. You don't want your quarterback in wearing Tims hoops. on Friday. No, 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 no. You no, want no. him in those boots. Nah, man, you want those cleats on them. Uh, so, sure. yeah, but I, I do think also that Jacksonville's defense is improved not that bad you know the offense has been terrible we both talked a lot about this offseason how we expected the offense to regress it was largely because we didn't think there was going to be as much garbage time turns out there's basically even more garbage time and it's because the offense is so bad and yo honestly we talked about it a little bit before Marquise Lee, a guy that's entered mm-hmm. his third his third like year that. as a pro, uh, like passing Alan Hearns, someone who may be in the midst. It would be of his third this,
1: game in a row with a touchdown. In the I, midst you know. of in the
0: midst of all of this negativity surrounding Blake Bortles mm-hmm. and the Jacksonville offense, this may be the time to buy super low on him in a dynasty I like that. as who may be the long term complement to AR fifteen, who I still think is an elite receiver in this league. For sure, yo rocks. Let's keep it moving, yo. With the Houston Texans. They they go to the, what is it,
1: like, freezing tundra of Lambeau Field? Right? It's, it's, it's in freezing, progress. It's in progress. It's a freezing, freezing. tundra. I like exactly. that. I like so that. the Texans I go up there with what I believe is a $72 million noose around their franchise and Brock Osweiler. That's, provocative. That's provocative language. I have been saying it, especially an with anchor. An anchor? An saying. anchor around their ship? Especially with this new administration, right? Yeah, an anchor around this ship. Um, with, yo here's the thing, though. This Green Bay pass defense has, like you like to say, guys from off the street playing in the secondary. So, can Brock finally deliver? I would say, if ever, this might be a week to roll out DeAndre Hopkins as a real wideout two, maybe? Yeah, against give that him, Green him Bay. I'll give him three. Alright, so let's say it like this, then, Rox. This sounds like a gentleman's bet. I think this is the week where DeAndre Hopkins actually produces because that Green Bay secondary is
0: so bad. You saying top 24 for De'Andre Hopkins. I know,
1: I know, I know, I know that Brock Osweiler so good. That's wide receiver two numbers. And it's, it's auto-fade. I gotta auto-fade the Texans. But you know what? I think there's one more time for De'Hop against this bad secondary. He's gonna be able to pop off for a big one and a touchdown. So I will take De'Andre Hopkins in week 13. Will be a top 25 receiver. he be top 24. Fine. That's if why he finishes what, twenty fifth. No, ain't, no ain't no 12 and a half team leagues. If he finishes twenty fifth. <laughs> Roderick, tune in next week. To Yo, get listen to the pound bang. You, you heard it. That's gentlemen's you game rocks. Yo,
0: I mean, I gotta say, uh, and, and I think you know, we spelled it for the people, and you know, as, as it was spelled for us. What is it? R E L A X. Relax. We were told this by Aaron Rodgers. When honestly, it seemed like he was in the midst of a career decline, and that was not. Hyperbole. That was not an overreaction. It just kind of, it passed the eye test and it also conveniently passed the narrative you look test. He looked good
1: on Monday Night Football, and, and
0: now, don't look now, but Aaron Rodgers is the QB one overall. Wow. He's also back to his old tricks of sustaining not one, but two wide receiver ones. You've got young Jordy Nelson coming back off that knee surgery. The wide receiver six overall. Young bird, Devontae Adams. I would call him old man. Devontae yeah, he's Just sticking with the sticking with the funny nicknames. He's actually the wide receiver 11 overall right now. That is absolutely crazy. Somehow with no running game, with the team seemingly falling apart as the seams, Aaron Rodgers is in command of probably the best passing offense moving forward. Maybe at least until that tundra freezes completely. A little bit,
1: but Aaron Rodgers, they've been using that short passing game. Aaron Rodgers getting the ball out of his hands and hes incredibly quickly and trusting his wide receivers to make some plays. Yo, rocks. we got one more game to talk to them about here on the Fantasy Freestyles. We drop stats over B. The Buffalo Bills, and don't look now, the Buffalo Bills are above 500. Six and five, they go to Oakland with the Raiders at nine and two. Especially with this news about the and the Patriots, they have an opportunity to seize home field advantage in the AFC. This is a game that a contender like the Oakland
0: Raiders, you figure, has to win, right? You know, you would certainly hope that way. And again, we talk about those long distances being traveled. East Coast all the way to the West Coast, perhaps a little bit easier. It still feels like they the But, you know, I feel also this is around the time of year that Buffalo's got to prefer to be playing those games in the unfriendly confines of the Ralph or whatever they call it these days. Right. Uh, what I will say also, though, is Derek Carr, you, you rarely see an injury so clearly as you did those days. That was located pretty famous. bad, That yeah. was pretty
1: bad He got it caught up yeah. under center And snapped it right away He knew it Ran
0: off the field Dislocated in two places Yo, Derek Carr Though, I gotta say You know, obviously as being, spoke, being spoken About his name He's also someone Though, who came In his rookie year And he didn't make A lot of the noise That some of these Other rookies are making Maybe it's because Of the year he came out With guys like Manziel Who may be a little flashier But what he didn't do Was make a ton of mistakes And I would also argue From a long-term perspective It's not the flashy plays. It's not the huge stats. It's the ability to not lose games for your team. That's really the most valuable thing that a rookie quarterback can show. And if they've got the skill set and the supporting cast in the way of uh, Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree around him, you can see real good. It's been great to watch Derek Carr, and I think they should be able to smoke the Bills this week. I don't see it as being a trap game. No doubt, no doubt. I see it as being a clap game, but tape those fingers together. (laughs) Yeah, for real, yo. Check this out. Now, earlier in
1: the week, I actually was really high on Sammy Watkins. I thought this was a game because, you know, if he got out of that first game where he had three catches and 80 yards of his return, I thought that this was going to be a game that he'd see increased snaps. Uh, but then we heard later in the week that he was sore. It's the same old story with Sammy Watkins. So, yo, I am not as high as Sammy Watkins. I was going to give him out in my DFS lineup, but no, no, no. Even against this bad Oakland Raiders pass defense. And the other thing I'll say on the other side of the Remember, we told you at the beginning of the show that um, these guys have decided that DeAndre Washington is not long for this backfield. That means Jalen Richard is the handcuff to own here in Oakland and someone who may see some third down passing work. I think he's an interesting stash and an interesting play on the Los Angeles Raiders. Remember when I told you that we had only one more game to talk about? I lied. We're going to squeeze in one more. Lion speeds. Yeah, I called them during the the, team, the Washington football team, they go to Arizona and what I think is an interesting game we'll get, with two teams that both have a tie on their on their record, but that tie did not come against each other. How do you see this game playing out? Do you think Kirk Cousins can continue his run of being a
0: solid fantasy quarterback coming off 449 yards on Thanksgiving evening? I don't think you're gonna see any any numbers repeating like that at all. You know, Arizona is really they're on the cusp of having nothing to play for. And I think that they, they can't lose this yeah, game. Yeah, they gotta at win home. this one for Bruce after he was uh, hospitalized. They can't no? win this game. I mean there's a lot of quarterbacks hospitalized. Uh, you saw Mike Zimmer. Uh you know, hope Mike Zimmer is getting better. Uh, I'd also just take that time to say, yo, uh, former former Jets, former USC star Joe McKnight Ignite. murdered, uh, murdered yo, recently. Hold your head. praying your head. For you. Hold your head. We'll pour one out, you. out for you, yo. Joe McKnight, rest in peace. Rest in peace. I just wanted to say that real quick. Um, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I I think that Jordan Reed not playing in this game, most likely, is really going to be a big difference. You know, he was really, he led to the Cousins explosion. Uh, I call it the family reunion when Cousins explodes. Right. Um, You know, but uh, I also think that Arizona, you know, John Brown seeming like he might play. Michael Floyd seeming like he might Mm -hmm. play. Figure the mix and match in those options. Palmer has been a shell of his former self. Feeling pressure that's not really there. Still, from a fantasy perspective, he's maintained borderline QB1, QB2. value on the strength of volume. I think he'll be able to do it again this week, but again, David Johnson, that's who's going to be getting all the work, a strong play in all formats.
1: It's crazy. At the beginning of the season, we thought that there was a chance that all three Arizona wide receivers could get 1,000 yards. Now, you don't really want any of them. I mean, Fitzy, you could obviously run out there, but the thing is, the touchdowns aren't there. He has not scored a touchdown since week five, and he's been consistently putting up, you know, five for seven kind of lines. That might get you there, but it's not going to win you your league and win you that cash. That has been all David Johnson. Remember though, on the on the on the Washington side, uh, when we come back and do our flagship segment, you might hear speeds, the spitting statistician, taunt rocks with a couple of tight ends, and one of them may come from this game. Yo, that's what we're going to do after this break, yo. It's rocks and speeds dropping stats over beats. We're gonna come back with our flagship segments for week three, the Diamonds in the Rough, the uh, game flow geniuses, and then fantasy. The Foo a- Forget about it, yo Come on back, Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Week 13, ha ha Yeah, yeah Hello You play to win the game You don't play to just play it That's a Fugazi How do you know it's a Fugazi? You looked at it for two seconds It's a fake Yeah, I know what a fugazi is. Ha ha, you know what it is, we back Rocks and Speeds, Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network we dropping stats over beats and giving you everything you need to win your league and win that cash, yo if you've been a fan of the Fantasy Freestyle for a minute you know that we got our flagship segments, that's when we do our Game Flow Geniuses People where we think the Game Flow and that game script is gonna be in favor of your player, the people that we're gonna shout out here on week 13, then later on we're gonna give you those diamonds in the rough, go real digging in the mines, tell you when we take it deep look what it looks like when it looks good it's a diamond in the rough when we take a nice little look like don the jeweler from mulberry street and lefty and they know that uh then it's a fantasy fugazi forget about it all right so we're gonna give you all those. we're gonna start off with our game flow genius and rocks why don't you let the people know about the game flow genius and who you got week 13 people are relying on you rocks
0: my first game flow genius is le Blanc. i've got a pretty basic formula when i come to make making these decisions as to the players I'm gonna throw out for you. If the Pats are more than a two-score favorite at home, and LeGarrette Blunt looks reasonably priced to me. He is my game flow genius. He certainly qualifies this week at $6,600 on fan duel. while the Patriots will be playing a Rams team that's been basically demoralized. Another drubbing last week on the road sure. against the Saints in the Superdome. They gave up 49 points. The last six of those yeah, were a trick, sure. a trick play. And the
1: Rams are unraveling. They're not even allowing Eric Dickerson on the sidelines. now they've got to travel they it's ridiculous.
0: They go on 3,000 yeah, miles to East no. 3,000 miles. I for a really 1 o'clock start. For a 1 no o'clock start. Goal. You know, and again, without Rob Gronkowski, I still mm. think the Patriots are going to handle them. And I think that Garrett Blunt is going to make Jeff Fisher know who's playing running back uh, for the New England Patriots. It's apparently something he didn't even know. Talking about he's preparing for Brandon and Danny. Assumably <laughs> uh, talking about <laughs> they are Danny, who Danny Woodhead. They were. Yeah, who, who, or who they used to be. Exactly, you know. right? I mean, you, you better hope Brandy doesn't run wide open on a fly pass. That's know. true. And I really think he's gonna do a lot better and finish well ahead of some of the 14 running backs that are more expensive than him this week. Moving from a game got that got I think is one, gonna yeah. be a beatdown into a game one. into a game that I think is gonna be a shootout. And this
1: is really prototypical game flow genius, right? Because this is the highest total on the board, 53 and a half. Half points as the over under as the Detroit Lions go down to New Orleans inside the dome and take on the New Orleans Saints. We talk about Breeze in the dome all the time. There's going to be a lot of points scored in this one, both rocks and speeds. Definitely think so. So, rocks, who you could prick almost anybody in this game. Who's the guy you like as a game flow genius in this matchup?
0: Well, as, as someone who watches the Saints pretty closely, uh, I'm going to go with Golden Tate. He's okay. 5,900 on, on fan duel, and uh, you know, he's exactly the type of of receiver that's given the Saints problems all year. He's able to get open. He's kind of pesky, and if given a little bit of space after the catch, he can basically turn a short crossing pattern or a screen into a big game. The Saints are not great open field tacklers. They've never, ever, ever shown the ability to allow uh, guys like that to not gain extra yardage after the catch. I would also say that, you know, basically the volume has always been there for Detroit's No, for Detroit's for Detroit's passing offense, I'd say hey, yeah, overall. And Golden Tate has been averaging about eight targets a game, eight or more over the last uh, the last four games. I'm, I'm, what do you say, Speeds? I'm calling my shot. Yeah, Whatever shot Whatever's little, whatever's more reckless than that, I'm doing that. I just see Golden Tate getting like 22 yards on an end around on a crucial third or fourth down. That
1: is a bold so, prediction. But either way, Fox. they're going to be
0: throwing as speeds as you said. They're going to be throwing all game on both sides. I know you also like this game for yeah. some points. Who you got in this
1: one? Yeah, my game flow, genius. Is I'm staying in the same game. I like what Rox is saying in terms of Golden State, especially the little rushing threat that he threw out there. I'm going to have a little theme here with my Game Flow Genius. Okay, here's the game script that I like. Obviously, I think everybody can see that Detroit-New Orleans game in the Superdome with Stafford and Breeze. I like Stafford DFS play this week, probably getting the same kind of production in that shootout that we all expect. But here are my two Game Flow Geniuses in this game. The other factor that I like to consider is what's easy, split, and status. Is saying to you right now is that uh there are two guys in this game who did absolutely nothing last week. There are two guys who got zero targets last. last week. Right. And as we know, sometimes these wide receivers, sometimes these even these tight ends, are a little bit diva-ish and they talk a little bit, and it becomes news stories. And in that situation, I think you need to feed the beast and keep the people happy. And that's what usually happens. We saw this earlier this season with Odell Beckham. And I think we are going to see this in New Orleans when it comes to Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is someone who is averaging almost 100 yards a game in the Dome. Brandon Cooks is someone who had 11 touchdowns in his last 10 games in the Dome. I don't think it's ever going to be that Brandon Cooks is going to go two games getting shut out. They are going to feed him early and often. He is going to be a major part of what they are trying to do. Put in Brandon Cooks this week. I know he burned you over the Thanksgiving holiday. He had some food coma related injury. I'm not sure what it was. Even though he was out there for 49 of 74 snaps, I know, I know, I know. But play Brandon Cooks this week, home in the dome against the bad Detroit pass defense. On the Detroit side of things, I like their tight end, Eric Ebron. Yo, Ebronald Reagan. No doubt, no doubt. Former president of the United States. I don't know if there's going to be any Trump football players anytime soon. But check it out. Um, um, Rod, you remember talking about Golden Tate on the rushing threat? They did Dude, it was, just, it was just like It was just a minute ago. How? So hopefully you remember it. Speeds has so little faith in me. Man. So hopefully he remembers it. Yo. <laughs> tight ends they be doing end around. Yeah, after
0: a 62-yard catch.
1: Yeah, man. Jet sweeps. We've seen Kobe Fleener do it this Which year. Which was crazy. We've seen Eric Ebron do it this year. So he has a little bit, but he's another guy who on Thanksgiving day got no production. And that means he has the mini-buy. He had more time to recover. I I like Detroit and this Jim Bob Cooter offense going into the Dome on extended rest. I like them even they are a five point underdog going into the Dome. I think the Saints are a team we have seen cough things up at the end of the year. The Detroit Lions, all seven of their wins this season, the Detroit Lions were losing the game and the two minute warning in all seven. Wow. That is 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 going to hold up attention Yo Matt Stafford Hall of Fame game, Hall of Fame uh, warning wow. you give me those two kinds of teams at the end and you give me 5 points give me Matthew Stafford at the end I like Jim Bob Cooter and the Lions week 13 that's why these guys are my game flow genius yo yo when we look a little bit deeper, we find out what's really good with the diamonds. People talk about all this stuff. They think, you know, diamonds, we know when they're full gazes, but we're going to start with some diamonds to give them in week 13. Not necessarily the game flow, but people, we think you got to look a little bit deeper on to get a good opportunity to make that playoff chase, to hitting your DFS tournaments, and also, you know, to maybe bump up into a seed, get a buy. You know, we're going to help you out, do what you got to do in week 13. Ross, who's your first diamond in the rough?
0: Yeah, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at Colin Kaepernick. Okay, uh, he's been
1: good last three, four games. He's
0: over a hundred yards running last week. Yo, and he's actually been in the top ten the last four weeks, okay. including two of those in the top five. He's done this actually with the uh, the group of pass catchers to find his wide receivers and tight ends. The pro football focus ranks as the 32nd second. 30, yeah, 30 speeds no, wait, 30 wait, seconds wait, of week. How many weeks are there how,
1: again? Um What is it? 60 and in 2016, there are 32. Oh, 32. 32. So you're so saying those last. are the worst? Those that's are the, the worst.
0: worst. The worst. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. That's okay. okay. The worst, that's well, the worst. And, and he obviously hasn't had too much help from them. He still's got a 10 to three touchdown to interception ratio, which is great in his six starts. He's thrown a touchdown pass in all six of them, but what's buttressed oh. his what's buttressed his floor and elevated his
1: ceiling? That is the is word the- for these fantasy freestyle fanatics. If you know how rocks does it with the.
0: He buttresses that floor and elevates that ceiling with an average of 62 rushing yards a game, which the speed said culminated in over 100 last week. Chip Kelly's team is number one overall in the league in pace. The Bears also happen to be top 10. In case you didn't know it, let me just let you know, plays are your friend in this fantasy game of ours. He's the 11th most expensive quarterback by dollar signs on FanDuel, according to my notes, but I think he's a near lock to finish in the the top eight with upside easily for a top five finish. Again, at 7,800, if you're going to spend on quarterback in that mid-range area, I love him this week. Colin Kaepernick, take a knee, shine a diamond, bright, bright, bright in the middle of that. No doubt Rock's giving you that Colin
1: Kaepernick. Interesting, you know, that rushing floor over like in DFS. Yo, I'm going to bring up a guy this week as my Diamond that makes it go full circle for this Cat. We've been worried about this. We have been worried about this guy legitimately at the beginning of the season, okay? I like that now he has been slowly glowing in the offense that he has, and his coach came out this week and said, it is time to get him more reps. It is time to get him more targets, and that is our boy coming out of the dark quiet room, even though apparently he was never there. Ladarius Green, yeah, of the Pittsburgh Steelers, this tight end. I think this Giants Steelers game is gonna be a high scoring game. What's the? Do you know offhand what the what's the, uh, the over under? I mean, yeah, the over under in that game is forty nine. Okay, okay. And so it's like three or four points within the high. Yeah, game. close that's to the high. 40, so yeah, yeah, close yeah. to the high. Okay, and the the Steelers are six point favorites. Um I'm wondering though. Listen, I think in the red zone this is a good target for Big Ben. Okay, that's why they signed him in the first place. Ladarius Green last a nice last contract week. too. Exactly. They they think he is a part of. the offense. Two catches only. 67 yards last week, but I think his role has been going. I like that Tomlin comes out. You can get him for 4500 on the fan duel in a week where if you were trying to run out Gronk and it's going to affect all the tight ends, yo, look at the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Ladarius Green in the red zone. I like him getting a touchdown week 13. He is a diamond in the rough.
0: Yo, every once in a while, Speed says something and I actually write it down uh, to act. Upon it later, uh, he's done it a couple times with tight ends, and I've it's just true. been shocked at the price. Yo, know, I could not agree more with Ladarius Green at forty-five hundred. They, they signed him to a couple-year deal. I think it was uh, four years, sixteen million dollars. Yeah, they didn't do that so he could maybe play yeah, yeah. some of the snaps. You they know, who, tired, knows, who knows? Who knows? The Giants
1: horrible against
0: the tight ends. You know, and I would also just say, you know, like honestly, they were hoping so many different guys, whether it was Eli Rogers, Sammy, going to pop off and be or, that second. Marcus Wheaton and yeah. none of them have done or it more yeah, you see on. him getting looks. Yeah, no, that speeds. That's that's a great call. Everyone should certainly Yo. you'll ring the bell, Frank. Tell them uh, about tell them about
1: your diamond because I got one even better for you. You got one even that. better. All right. Well, you know, you I was me about your I was, tell me about I your
0: was pretty controversial when uh, when I said that I thought Colin Kaepernick would okay. be the diamond. Okay. Skin, okay. But okay, I don't know if there's anything more controversial than saying right here you should consider starting Matt Barkley this week. What? $6,000. What? Have you ever seen just even playing around what you can do with the quarterback who is $6,000? Now, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. First of all, if okay. you do do this, if you employ the strategy, do not watch the game. No. You doubt. certainly, not this is doubt. one of those, you cross your fingers and you bring up the box score. Okay. Uh, do not watch the game. What I will say, though, is this is a floor play for the bottom of the barrel minimum on FanDuel for a quarterback who's sure. going to start against a terrible San San Francisco defense, excuse me. And again, you're going to be able to spend that money elsewhere. Oh, you know, his efficiency numbers last week were not great. He was 26 for 54. Yeah, that that doesn't sound so bad when you realize that they dropped 10 passes on him. I understand that Alshon, Jeffrey, and Zach Miller are not playing. No NFL players, no group of receivers like that are that bad. You're going to see improvement in efficiency uh, this week against the San Francisco defense. They've also, San Francisco was allowed 26 touchdowns passes so far. That is the second most in the league, and that's incredible for a team that's being eviscerated in the run and eviscerated so early in games that teams haven't even had to throw the ball much in the second half. I will also say, yo, Matt Barkley. What do you gotta lose? Not for the faint of heart. I repeat, for the third time, this is not for the faint of heart. Matt Barkley, six thousand dollars diamond. I I died in the mine for this one. Yo,
1: check it out. Rock said how I give you those tight ends. Rock said he wants to write it down. Here's another one to write it down. First, I gave you Ladarius Green at forty-five hundred. Now at forty-six hundred. Making me spend, with this,
0: it's the upsell. Yo,
1: who, what, what, do you know what team in the NFL at the tight end has the most production, both in terms of catches and in terms of receiving yards this year in the NFL? Oh, it's gotta be. <laughs> It is. It is. It's a team just a little bit farther south of the Yankees. It's the Washington Redskins, okay? Even above the New England Patriots, who are second. It is the Washington Redskins. Both Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis have been contributing to this effort. And now, we are hearing that, you know, Jordan Reed. Sprained AC joint. Sprained AC, AC joint. Third grade AC joint sprain. This is <laughs> a guy that means he gets a juice box and some cookies with it. For real, at recess time, he can't play with his friends friends um this is a guy who has not been durable no. in his career in- and Cuckoo we do not know impressive. and we do not know if he is playing and other thing yo vernon davis has been getting production in the last game when jordan reed went off on thanksgiving for 10 catches 95 yards and two touchdowns in that game vernon davis went 5 for 68 so if if jordan reed doesn't play that is production they have been looking for vernon davis I I have been, the, the Washington football team has been doing this all season long. Vernon Davis is a viable play, even when Jordan Reed does play. The fact that Jordan Reed might not play in a matchup that I like, uh, Vernon uh, Vernon Davis at 4,600, or Ladarius Green at 4,500. Those are my diamonds in the rough. I'm helping you win at tight end this week. Speeds the spitting statistician. Braka.
0: You feel the fantasy
1: freestyle style? For sure, for sure. Yo, those are our diamonds in the rough, yo. The rocks, the last thing we gotta do is we gotta give them our fool gazes, huh? Oh man,
0: I guess, you know, parting is such sweet sorrow. Except when you know the people to not introduce yourself to in the first place and then you never have to say goodbye to them. Some guys that I would put in that category I want nothing to do with this week. I don't want to be hitting refresh on the app with two minutes left from the fourth quarter hoping they pull it out with a late touchdown because they have a garbage matchup. That's what we're saving you from right here with the Fool daisies My first him. one. Who is it? It's, it's Jay Ajayi, You know, ah, I, I we were on him earlier this year. I hate to, him all year with those 200 yard games. I hate to, I hate to call someone out whose last name ends in a vowel. Uh-oh. In the full segment. True. true. Jay Ajayi, props to you though, for having your last name end in a value. He's the fifth most expensive running back this week. Mm. I don't see how he's finishing in the top 10. He's playing the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens who've allowed the least yards per game to running backs at 75 yards and only four scores all season. So basically, he's going to have trouble returning value, good value to win you leaves and win that cash this week, even if he gets 75 yards and a touchdown. Because basically, Jay Ajayi does not really see enough targets in the passing game to even make up for that sort of efficiency. One more thing that I'm going to say is that the Ravens held Zeke Elliott under four yards to carry J.I. E., sir. If you are Z. no Zeke Elliott, Z. Elliott. <laughs> I think he's a full this week. 7,500 is way too much. You can forget about him. He'll write again. He's one of us, if you know what I mean. <laughs> forget about it, yo. Hey, Rocks, I'm going to keep
1: it real, real brief here. My full this week, Alan Robinson. Check it out. This is a guy, AR15. This is a guy who is probably maybe one of the biggest fantasy busts of the season. I think in the same category with DeAndre Hopkins and Todd Gurley, okay? However, uh, and this week now, the Jacksonville Jaguars are playing the number one pass defense, the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are returning a keep to lead. Uh, they give up only 193 yards a game. There is clear, like, frustration going on. They're bringing in quarterback coaches in Jacksonville. It is not. whispering. Yeah, it is not good. I do not think this is the week. That any of them are going to get off. Alan Hearns also injured in that last game. I will say this Marquise Lee has been a nice little sneaky option, but not against this Denver defense. Alan Robinson, if you've been riding with him and now you're trying, you need to make the playoffs, this is, you have to cut bait. Do not run him out here with your season on the line against the Broncos defense, okay? That move could cost you a playoff spot. Don't do it. It's
0: fugazi. Forget about him. You know, I completely agree with Speed it's AR-15, a guy that I was really high on the offseason. I was wrong about that. What I will say is, though, you probably saw me on Twitter a couple weeks ago, uh, two games ago, saying Marquise Lee was a guy who may make a difference. It seems regardless of the injury, he has passed Alan Hearns as number two. two, You know, again, a guy who does have a pedigree. Yo, my second full game, if you talk about big busts this year, it's hard to put him in the same exact category, but Lamar Miller, 7,300 on the FanDuel this is he's the RB12 in PPR leagues, but it's been so, so, so disappointing because he's finally got the opportunity that we thought he would. He's basically been an RB2 most of the season except for a couple starts. He has 211 rushes. That's the fifth most carries in the league. The problem is he Texans do not get into the red zone. You know, so basically he only has 10 carries inside of the 10-yard line. 22 players in the league have more. The list will have you scratching your head. He's only seen 32 targets. That's 22nd in the league among running backs. And you know what? That's bad enough. He only has 151 receiving yards. That's 36th in the league among running backs when he's supposed to be an RB1 stud. Osweiler's either unable unwilling to check down when he's open in the flat, does not look for him downfield. Volume's keeping him afloat in season long. There's no way that I am paying premium for a player like that against a Green Bay defense that's really, really tough against the run. What's the argument? Even with the volume, efficiency's not there. He's not catching the ball. He's not going to score a touchdown. Only three touchdowns on the year. Fugazi. Yo, slim down. Hope that they draft the linemen. Come back
1: next year. Forget okay. about it. Forget about it, yo. There you have it. That is week 13. Rocks and Speeds dropping stats over beats. We hope. Uh, let us be the last people to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully now that you're settling into the holiday season and are ready to make it to the playoffs with your fantasy team to get a little extra cash for all the uh, gifts you may have to buy for your holiday season. Speeds and Rocks holding you
0: down. And let me be the first person to wish you a happy hanukkah a happy kwanzaa a merry christmas and say hey find me at the bar with that cash and buy me a holiday drink
1: that's what's up yo rocks and speeds fantasy freestyle the fantasy sports radio network we'll be back next week to celebrate all that cash we want
0: yeah Uh, playoffs don't talk about playoffs you kidding me playoffs i just hope we can win a game